Key Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings, us, to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host, Gray Baker, and with me as always are my beloved sisters, Holland and Allegra. Uh, What we do uh, each week is one of us will present a movie to be critiqued by the other two, and we'll be scoring it based on five categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled Master of the Remote Control, and the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment. What's up, gals? How are you? How have you been? It's been a little bit since we recorded. Oh my god. First of all, love you had to specify that the siblings in question doing this challenge are us, actually, the, the podcast host. Also, also, you're the host. Yeah, and that and we're just we, here. We don't even get to introduce ourselves. Um, that's fine. I mean, get used to it. This is like the fourth time we've recorded, and that's how I've done it every time. So, But only our second episode. So yeah. Fall in line, cadet. Fall in line. Oh, so Gray's going to do Cadet Kelly. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I heard that that one does not hold up very oh, well. Oh, I don't think it was very good the first time I watched it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't know. I was a big positive I even saw it. Oh, really? I know of it. I mean, I'm sure I did, but it is so removed from my brain. All I remember is Hillary Duff with overly glossy lip gloss. And, and the sister from Even Stevens. Oh. Yep, see, that's how much it's removed from me. Hazel from Degrassi is also in it. Uh, but, I mean, that's a lesser. <laughs> that's, I probably only know that because I have a Degrassi podcast. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for like a movie had to be pretty fucking bad for me as a child to think it was bad. That's true. <laughs> I would watch anything. <laughs> I don't know. I was pretty. I was pretty much swept up in like the Hillary Duff of it all at that time period. Like Lizzie McGuire was on. I'm sure a Cinderella story was like upcoming. I was just all about the Hillary Duff like world. So I think this is very telling because I feel like of like the top three kids channels that were my go-to, Cartoon Network was my number one, then Nickelodeon, and then Disney. And near the end of the Lizzie McGuire thing, I definitely did have like a turn of a, I'm too old for Lizzie McGuire. And like, didn't want to watch. Even though you watched Cartoon Network well into middle school. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because I was like, these cartoons are edgy and cool. Yeah. And I mean, Allegra, you and I were definitely way more on the same page in terms of TV. Like, I think that would be my ranking probably. I think depending on my age, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network would flip flop here and there, but... I think overall, Cartoon Network reigned supreme whenever you and I had the remote. Especially because I got introduced to Adult Swim far too young yep. and was like, this is my shit. I think I'm going to like drugs. And then lo and behold. And he, we, he, it was right. Yeah. And like, that, like, that describes it. Like, Gray and I, um, like the three of us definitely have like Venn diagram areas. And like Holland 
very much does not like the dirty humor. She <laughs> like I had to curb my sense of humor when we moved in together because she was like, I don't like that. Um, so her being more of the Disney kid, fucking yeah. <laughs> Disney was definitely my number one, and then Nickelodeon, and Disney then and Cartoon Network. <laughs> Holland for you, I think it was Disney, and then very quickly. MTV and VH1 reality Yeah, shows. that was also very much my vibe. Like, very almost immediately. Much. And the N. Yeah. Yep. The, I mean, N, I, I, mean yes. I think once, like, the Lizzie McGuire, Even Stevens, That's So Raven reign of Disney Channel was over, then I think I, I was pretty much off of Disney Channel and Same. fully moved on to the N. And then the N was my number one because of Degrassi. Instant star, south of nowhere. They played like Radio Free Radio Free Roscoe. Yeah. What um what channel had endurance? Ooh, Discovery Kids was Discovery also Kids so fucking good. Discovery yeah. Kids had a lot of good shows too. Like Endurance, the Trading Spaces Boys versus Girls. Whatever, oh Blake my God. Oh yeah, that Strange show. Days at Blake Holsey High. Yeah. Um Harry we were... Spy hosted that haunting show. Sorry, we were convinced that we were going to get on Trading Spaces Boys versus Girls. I know. Because we applied with our friend Travis, who like lived in our neighborhood. We are like, okay, we'll apply with him. So then we'll just all be on the show. And one of us will help Travis. And like, well, I guess we'll flip a coin on whose room is getting um, made over. No, I mean, it was you. <laughs> I mean, it was it me. It was Holland. <laughs> did not allow any other fucking option it was no travis and i are doing this together actually like a raw that's true (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think it was like gray would help travis and allegra and i would be like the girls in the situation yeah i knew yeah i hear discovery kids man i hear that all those fucking rooms were trash like children built this out of plywood as soon as the cameras were off everything fell apart that does not surprise me in any way shape or form yeah, I mean, if you just think of the concept, it's like let's let's put kids in control of carpentry. It just I don't. <laughs> how, what other way was it gonna go? I mean, I guess the only good thing is like everything was probably pretty temporary, so it wasn't. I'm hoping it didn't cause lasting damage. <laughs> Although I I could be wrong, but I might be remembering that. There was at least one beach-themed room where they made the floor sand, oh, and that couldn't yeah. have been good. But hold on, house. hold on, hold on. Are we actually thinking these were in real rooms and not in stages or sets? No, they, that's like, the come thing on, they, that was so fucked up about it. They were in real rooms, and they were garbage. As I think they were in sets. I think we were just such kids. We were so drawn into the, the movie magic, we didn't realize it. I mean, just think about it. In hindsight. I have no idea. I swear Do you to think God, a, parent, a parent would really sign off on that? No so, way. I mean, you did have to get a pair. I think Travis and I literally downloaded the applications to apply one time. You also applied to Endurance. Oh, yeah. We probably did. <laughs> oh, Holland probably applied to Endurance multiple God, times. God, I wanted to be on Endurance so bad. God, it's, so, it's also telling that the prize of Endurance was like an educational trip somewhere <laughs> like it wasn't even like money or anything like you can go to the galapagos islands and learn about the turtles i mean that'd be rad as shit too although like um i don't know if i'm mandala affecting myself but i could have sworn there was like a fucking reddit ama about like the people who are on trading spaces and i someone... think that was just regular trading spaces no i know but someone in the comments talked about the kids the boys version. girls i'm sure all that info's out there 
Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, we haven't even talked Anyways. about the movie we're talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> what year so what like we're here to watch this week <laughs> is the... We even said the movie yet. Yeah. <laughs> what we're here to watch this week is the 2002 box office smash <laughs> Like Mike starring Lil Bow Wow, yes. Jonathan Lipnicki, Brenda Song, and... Eugene Levy. Tracy Reynolds? That's the name of the character. Oh, yeah, that's right. Morris <laughs> Chestnut. What a name. I know. Yeah. And this was my choice, if you remember, from the end of the last episode. So, Holland, I will be defending this movie today. So, 2002, where were all of us? I was 10. Well, when in 2002? Well, I was I'm, 5, July. So, I was 10. Allegra, you were 7. <laughs> Yeah. Like, 16 days into 2002, I turned 10, so... Well, I'm, my, just, yeah. I'm trying to think about, like, was I, I had just finished second grade. Right, that's true. It was summer vacation after my fourth grade, fourth grade year. Yes. And right. I was entering kindergarten. So we... Prime probably, time to get into basketball. We were still living... In Arden with mom and in the apartments with dad, but we were about to move. Oh, dad's into Serrano. Post divorce bachelor apartments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but I think we associate this movie a little more with mom because we had it on DVD and I think we had it at her house. That's yeah, I got it in an Easter basket the following Easter. <laughs> right. There you go. Um, or maybe it was a stocking stuffer that Christmas. I remember. I remember. I received it in as a gift. You that know, makes for sense. Some holiday. But mom and always, was like, "Oh, I guess I'm watching Easter. this for the next year and a half." Yeah. I Transformers for Easter and never watched it. Like to this day, I've never <laughs> Who seen. Who gave a single... you Transformers? It was at Dad's house. Oh, okay, Dad, that makes sense. Dad. <laughs> but I, to this day, I've never seen a Transformers movie. I saw the first two in theaters. Because they came out when I was in high school, I think. So. I just remember every, I'm convinced. every boy I knew being obsessed with Megan Fox, and it made me uncomfy. Well, Gray, Gray had Megan Fox as his like, laptop background or something. No, no, no. Right? Uncomfy. Phone. Phone? <laughs> Cell phone. Cell phone. Screensaver. Um, and what's the craziest part about that is it wasn't even that I was like, oh, yeah. It was just like, I felt like I was like, this is what i should be doing right <laughs> i need to be disgusting right that's the well it was just like i was like oh yeah like you know guys hang up posters of models on their wall or whatever i'm like this is what guys do but i wasn't even like oh yeah look at her you know like it, yeah it was definitely yeah. like a show it was like a look at me i'm like you other boys like, yeah, exactly. i did that shit all the time that makes sense like holland got a poster of dolphins in her room and i was like well i want a fucking poster <laughs> and like like holland was very into decorating her room hanging things on the wall i definitely had pictures of daniel radcliffe on my wall printed off of the you computer had, like, every little emo pop pant like pop punk band on your wall yeah and i was like i don't know here's a picture it was like a fluffy cat and that shit hung on my wall and <laughs> Nothing else did. You had some shiny posters for a hot second. Um, yeah, I got like a Naruto wall scroll. Oh yeah, some shiny posters, but that was later. It was way later. That's true. But, like, I had a, a a white Persian cat on my wall for like twelve years. I didn't give a shit about it. <laughs> I have no memory <laughs> of this poster. Like I remember I that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel. Like I actually. I think in two thousand two, probably before this movie came out, I definitely remember buying a Kobe Bryant 
poster from a Scholastic book fair. So, which that probably ties into this movie because when around this time, I think it was when the Lakers and the Kings were both really good at basketball. Yep. And so it was, it took over like the culture of. We were from Sacramento. That's why we actually gave a shit about the Kings. Exactly. But our father is a Lakers fan, so I think I was like, well, then that means I'm a Lakers yeah, fan. And what, I like having I fell into the contrary well. opinion to all these Kings fans. So, And also the Lakers were better. They like they always beat the Kings, so but I was like, right. <laughs> classic middle child, the remix, you and Gray were into the Lakers, so I chose the Kings arbitrarily. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> nobody true. else in the country does. <laughs> I was a big Shaq guy. Um, so I, I like Shaq. Kobe. You like Shaq. And I couldn't yeah. remember a single goddamn name of anyone on the Kings. So. Allegra, you had a Chris Webber jersey. Who was in I, this movie, by the way? Oh yeah, Chris oh, Webber. Yeah. I knew yeah, I had when a poster, he was on the Kings. I knew I had a poster, and I knew I had a jersey. I fucking forgot about the jersey till you just mentioned. We it. all had jersey. I feel like one, may, maybe I don't know what the occasion was, but I know we all got our own jerseys at one point, yeah. and you got probably a Easter. <laughs> yeah probably and just dad like was like bullshit. disappointed dad, just, dad would just like go to costco like the day before easter go through the movie bin go yeah. through the discount like clothes section and then go get some candy and be like I all right like we all go have find disappointed some our father with sports at some point like <laughs> all like all of us did sports but none of us did sports the way our dad wanted us to do sports like Great. He took Gray to a baseball game and he chose like the rival team's hat and he was. An... Uh, oh oh yeah. yeah, you got a Yankees hat. We and went to. We went to. We, went to, we were in game. Maryland, where my dad is from, to go to an Orioles game, and I wasn't even. I didn't even know that they were playing the Yankees. I just saw a Yankees hat and like that logo is universal, so I'm like, I want that. And he's like, Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're at the Orioles game. They're playing against the Yankees, and I was like, Yeah, the Yankees are playing. I want the Yankees hat. But hey, like a good dad, he still bought it for me. Yeah. He's like, I'll support your choices, but I won't approve of them. No, that's the thing. That, that is probably like the saddest. And that would carry telling. on to this day. <laughs> One time for Christmas, all I asked for was comic book shit, and he got everything for me, and he just went, I don't understand your interests, but I support you. <laughs> Scott Baker. Wow, dad I mean, vocalized his emotions to you? What more can you ask? <laughs> so, at least, hey, at least it's not like when I was in kindergarten and mom refused to buy me any Spice Girls merchandise because she was like, I don't think they're, I, I don't like them. I don't like them for you, so I'm not buying you Spice Girls oh stuff. God. And I was like, I am seven years old and it's 1998 and, or 1999 and I am obsessed with the Spice Girls. How are you depriving me of a Sporty Spice Barbie right now, Mom? Also extremely mom to be the strictest on Holland, but by the time Gray and I roll around, we're just like, ah, whatever. Truly. <laughs> My entire life. All right, enough therapy. All right. I di yeah, I was gonna say, we digress. Oh, uh, here, but also, mom. So I did text mom and I asked her if she remembered like Mike, and she was like, "Oh yeah, we had that one at home, right?" I just remember thinking that it was so weird that they would have all the scary orphanage stuff in a kids movie. Kind of cringy. That's all she said. 
Yeah, the scary arc and shit. Like, if we're going to get into first impressions or, like, what we remember from the movie, <laughs> I'll go first because, for once, I will be the shortest one. Okay. The only thing I remember about this movie is, like, kind of the song, although I did forget the song for but a bit. Play it back, it's fucking slap still to this I know. day. Like, listen, my nostalgia rating is fully dependent on that song. But the only thing I could really remember about this movie and why I never, ever wanted to watch this movie is because all I remember is fucking creepy-ass Crispin Glover <laughs> taking Stuart Little Brother's picture of his mom, the only photo that he has, and burning it until he told him where Like Mike was. And I was so sad and so traumatizing that I was like, no, thank you. Never again. Never watch this movie. Did you just also... call the character Like Mike? <laughs> <laughs> As if that's his name. <laughs> I mean, what is his name? Lil Bow Calvin. <laughs> Calvin Cambridge, duh. Oh I'll my gosh. Also, I feel like I have to mention that Bow Wow's basketball is a sample of a, the 1984 basketball song uh, written, recorded by Curtis Blow. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to give powwow all of the credit for the song slapping but i think we can all agree that he improved but hey we, we always respect a good use of samples exactly like mo money mo problems i yes i am comparing little bow wow to biggie smalls in this moment and we're just going to have to address i think that that's together. fair <laughs> if anyone in brooklyn where we are don't try and get oh my god they would stab us so. yeah we're very close to yeah yeah. His neighborhood. Don't triangulate. <laughs> Don't do I already doxed our dad. Delete that. Delete that. <laughs> we didn't say where he lived in Maryland. <laughs> Delete his first name. Oh yeah, you said his name. It's yeah. fine. We'll call him Pops. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gray, what do you what were your pre watch notes? Mine was Little Bow Wow and Stuart Little's brother are orphans. <laughs> Meth Damon is the orphan bully. Oh, Bow Wow right. finds Michael Jordan's childhood shoes and gets good. Plays for the NBA. At the end, they move in with the star guy for the team. And then that one song that everyone my age knows, which we have already discussed. <laughs> so you remember it a fair amount. I can't believe you remembered the Nazi from Breaking Bad was the bully in this movie. I remembered that. I didn't even I, remember. But that I also Reddit, know him as like Landry from Friday Night Lights. Yes, I, Landry. I didn't even remember that. Um, He's so he good at playing pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. I think so that's my... one of my notes is <laughs> Meth Damon is so good at playing assholes. His name is Jesse Plemons in real life for anyone listening who was wondering who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he and Kirsten Dunst are married slash engaged. I know they have a baby together. Oh, my God. Oh, really? He, yeah. Anyway, um, my pre-watch notes are Shoes Gave Lil Bow Wow, MJ Powers, Jonathan Lipnicki is in it, Landry is the bully, Bow Wow plays in the NBA, don't remember how this happens, <laughs> Crispin Glover's there, runs the orphanage, basketball song slaps, I think they got actual NBA player cameos, he goes to live with one of the players, he ends up adopting him, so I guess I remembered like a fair amount as well. Absolutely nothing in my brain. I forgot Brenda Song was in the movie, though. True. <laughs> and Eugene yeah, Levy? I, yeah, for five I, okay. seconds. Okay, Eugene Levy 
killed. Killed it. Yeah. He was act. Him and Crispin Glover acted circles around everybody in this movie. They were committed to they their roles. They were so good. Do we want to give some pre-judge, pre-argument scores from Allegra and myself before Holland divulges? Before we just get into chit chat, the free swim. Yes. Sure. Yes. What All right, do you got, so guys? I gave Nostalgia a seven. It was honestly less than I expected. I was expecting the Nostalgia Factor to be bumped up, but there was like a fair amount that I like just kind of forgot and kind of just you know, whizzed right by me. Like that, uh, uh, the DMX car scene. I was like, I, how do I not remember this from childhood? Cause I feel like it like, it was iconic. Sh- yeah. That's what I'm saying. It should have been like a really big moment in the movie. I don't remember any of it. Um, but or, when I mean, you saw you know, it, you remembered, right? No, no. That's what I'm saying is like, when I saw it, I was kind of like, I feel like this should be like, I was like, I feel like this should be a big moment, but to me, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even remember this from the first time I watched it. Okay. But I'm, but I'm just saying there still is, you know, seven, there still is a lot in this that I was, you know, brought back to my childhood. I give nostalgia a a two originally, (laughs) but as I watched the movie and was like having that, like, oh, I do remember this. I bumped it up to a three because I still barely remembered shit about this movie. I didn't remember anything. Are you kidding me? I fully did. Like, when Eugene Levy was here, I was like, oh, yeah, Eugene Levy. And when Tracy, Mr. Chestnut, comes on, I'm like, don't know this guy. Don't remember him. Oh, he's a, he's like, they're being friends. They're being See, Like Nothing is familiar. The, the D- DMX scene, zero. You have no memories of zero the DMX memories scene? memories of the DMX scene. See, this is the thing that we have to worry about with Allegra is that like there's a certain point in time that she just doesn't remember anything that came before it. We call it, we the, call before it the before times, before she started logging memories, essentially. But here's the thing. And that Which is, is going age to... seven. I don't know. No, but here's the thing. But she doesn't remember this shit. But usually the loophole is <laughs> media. Movies. That's true. I, I just think I thought the mom photo burning scene was so traumatizing you just didn't that's the other it. thing we have to play yeah that's the other thing we have to keep in mind is that if there is one negative or like sad really moment. sad moment of a movie then allegra forgets everything else except for that one traumatic <laughs> scene and then just never watches the movie again yeah child allegra refused to watch sad things yeah so, okay, um, I'm going to really try to work that three up to at least a five. Like, come on. But, so my, okay, what are, what are the next? What's the my my sit-through ability score is at a five. And I did say maybe I was just tired, but it was really hard for me to give a shit about this movie. Okay. I also had it at a five. I thought it was very sit-throughable. I, I think there's room for me to be, like, you know, to be moved. I like honestly compared to Ice Age, um <laughs> our episode zero that will never come out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was like also <laughs> even sort of compared to George of the Jungle. I was like, this is fine. I think you're all I think everyone's sit through ability score should be higher than George of the Jungle. That's just what I'm saying, but we can get to Are that. Are you kidding me? George of the Jungle was so much fun. The I agree so with fun. the follow. I this is different than can you follow it? 
That's Remember true. Remember that. Okay. George uh-huh. of the Jungle, hard to follow, so fun to watch. Okay. That's the thing. Like, not to skip ahead. Like Mike, better to follow, not as fun compared to yes. George of the Jungle. All right. Okay. Appropriate for children, I put a nine because it's like, yeah. I mean, it's a hundred. It's a kids movie. It doesn't yeah. get. I mean, as we we learned from George of the Jungle, it's really hard to get a fucking ten out of you guys. So I put <laughs> it at a nine because I'm like. I have yet to see the perfect kids movie, I guess. And if 10 is going to be only handed out on a silver platter, I'm putting it down to a nine. Okay. Yeah, I have it. I respect it. I have it as an eight. Um, Similar reasoning, but also I didn't want to ever fucking watch this movie because of the traumatizing (laughs) orphan. Okay, but after you watched it again, was it really that traumatizing? It's still pretty fucked up. <laughs> I mean, it's fucked up, but like... Lip Nicky gives it's it It's fucked up, but also... It's like... But kids' movies it can't out, be okay. completely polished. Like, you need to have a... Stakes. A severe enough, like, downfall, climb... You know, like... Problem I don't think to it's like for people Bambi, to be like mom dying, okay, fox in the house. First of all, it's an eight, not a four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm That's all true. about like treating your child audience maturely and as if they are smart, but like I feel like sometimes people don't know the line with kids. Like, I don't know. I feel like this is the only photo I have of my dead mom and they're burning it in front of you is pretty extreme. <laughs> okay. I did Does It Hold Up about a six because it's just dated. You know, that's like it's not that it's like it's just dated, you know? Older players, older references, like, I don't know. But if anything, if they... I feel like that aspect should be bumping up the nostalgia factor a little bit. I mean, I've gotten to my final arguments, but, like, I think the fact that it is such a 2002 movie, maybe it's because I'm older, though, too, because I remember 2002 Yeah, a lot you more. remember more of the outside world. But, like, I was I... entering kindergarten. <laughs> But, like, there's a GameCube reference. There's, like, all the tech. Like, just, like, the feel of 2002 is so strong in this movie. This is a very good argument to boost my nostalgia. Yeah, because I think even if you don't remember the movie particularly, I think that the fact that this movie... It's like you know exactly what year it is in without even really looking it up. Or at least, like, you know it is early 2000s. we'll, We'll get into it. We'll okay. get into it. Okay. We'll right. get into it. Um, what was I your also, score, Allegra? I also gave it a six. Okay. What is this for? Hold Does up. Does it hold up? Does it hold yeah. up? Yeah. Okay. Like, again, then, I thought it was fine. This, this, the special effects leave a little <laughs> desired. I will say the special effects are not amazing. <laughs> a little hurt. Like, there was a moment when I was still trying to, like, remember this movie when he's like, you know, he puts the shoes on and he's good at basketball. I'm just like... Is this gonna be like the power was inside him all along? And then he does the big <laughs> jump, and I'm like, oh no, this is magic shoes. <laughs> this is magic. <laughs> this is not inside of him all along. This is magic. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we follow this? Leading in from that, can we follow this? I put it at a six. It's a, a pretty six? ridiculous plot. It's a pretty ridiculous plot. Come it's on. ridiculous, but it's easy to follow. You know exactly what you know that the power are coming from. Okay, I mean, all right. So that's, that's I guess reason. maybe that's the first thing we want to talk about is like, where's the magic? Yeah, let's then? just we'll yeah. get right there into it. Let's magic. get right on into it. I didn't even say my score yet. <laughs> Sorry. 
What? I put it at a six, but also with the room of, I feel like six could be built up. Could be built up. Okay. But because my exact first thing is there are two inciting incidences of where the magic could be coming from. Is it just the shoes or did the shoes have to get struck by lightning? Yes, and we know there was exactly. a third thing too, where he also says he also has to like make the wish, wish, make me like Mike. Like, did he need all three? <laughs> Is the magic inside him all along? <laughs> like, could any child have put on the shoes? Like, if Meth Damon had put on the shoes and at least proved that it was the shoes definitively, like we don't even get that. Yeah, we because we also Lipnicki puts on the shoes for a second, but he jumps and falls out of them, and then is still not like Mike, but because he fell out of the shoes, we still also don't know like... What does it mean? Does it have to be Calvin wearing the shoes? Because he also kind of got struck by lightning when he was getting the shoes. Like... He made a wish? I will agree that that part is complicated, and there could have been a lot of... Like, I feel like we didn't need them to be struck by lightning. I think he just could have found them. They could, and, and like And like they just like the shoes are also left vague. They don't want Michael Jordan to sue them. So the shoes just have MJ on it. And that's she true. never definitively said like whose shoes these used to belong to. But we all know it's Michael Jordan. Um, I will say though, like by default this is already easier to follow than George of the Jungle. So my score <laughs> is higher. That's true. That is true. You guys are dragging George of the Jungle through the mud, I and he doesn't loved, deserve it. I he think does I not I deserve think, it. I think we're not dragging George of, the, George of the Jungle. It's just literally the only movie we have scores for to compare it against. You know? We want to make sure our scoring is consistent. I fucking had a great time rewatching George of the Jungle. <laughs> I did like that kind of joy I did not get with like Mike. But I still want to yes. make sure my scores are fair. Yeah. So that's all we're doing, Gray Bear Bear. Right. Bear Bear Bear. I wanted to say baby Gray and his Gray Baker, but some my brain just sort of crossfires. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, let's just go through some notes. Okay. Opening shot. Opening shot of the movie, they're outside on the basketball court overlooking downtown Los Angeles, and Bow Wow is playing basketball. But he looks, I don't know what it is, maybe it's the quality of the film, it's the lighting, he looks animated, and he looks like the little girl from Polar Express. I don't know why I wrote that, but it was just something (laughs) about... I don't have any memory of that visual. his, His face... Just looks like the Polar Express animation, and it well, that, threw me off so hard. I'm like, oh god, is this what this is this what I'm in for? Is this movie to look so chalky and like everyone is claymation almost? Like it was, they it was rough. Very specific. Like the reason why Polar Express looks like that is because they used rotoscope, right? Where it was like they just animated on top of live actors. And so that's why it looks like freaky, um, uncanny valley of like both human and not human at the same time. Did not get that, personally. I didn't get that either. <laughs> I was gonna say like they do the opening shot of like a 2002 Los Angeles, and like all these little child actors that I'm familiar with. That's where the n- first nostalgia. Hit. I also think I do want to say like I feel like all of the child actors did a pretty decent job. Yes. Like everyone, yeah. I, I thought Bow Wow yeah. was great. He was very charming. He was able to he carry was very the movie. Endearing. Yeah, he was a great child. Absol- like absolutely. he totally carried yeah. that movie. Like no problem at all. Yeah, honestly, I think the weakest one, and this is saying something, was Jesse Plemons. 
And it wasn't even bad. It was just like his... And he just was a little clunkier with his dialogue, probably just because whoever wrote it was like, you're a 10-year-old bully. bully." Or like (laughs) a 12-year-old bully. Be a bully. And so he's just like, I mean, he does deliver... He delivers that like absolutely heart-wrenching line of like, they only want puppies. Oh, when yeah. all the, like, oh, the yeah, little yeah. baby orphans are, I'm like, you are babies. Like, <laughs> like you, like you don't. It doesn't feel like it when we watched it because they were so much older than us. But I'm like, oh, you are babies. You are also babies. So yeah, I think yeah, Bow Wow was 14 when he was filming this. So he, he is. So he's very age appropriate for the role. Oh my god, yeah. he looks 10. I thought they <laughs> were all 10 until they kept referencing. Hey, he's not short. He's height challenged. Right. <laughs> Coming from fucking Jonathan Lipnicki. Yeah, who was like oh a God. whole head smaller than him. Yeah. And like uh, early 2000s child acting royalty, Lipnicki. Oh, yeah. Freaking Stuart Little, Stuart Little, Toby McGuire, Toby McGuire, Jerry McGuire, right. not Toby McGuire. <laughs> Toby McGuire. Little, that would have been vampire. a completely different movie. <laughs> It's the most boring fucking movie of all time. He was Spider-Man when this movie came out. That's true. That was also 2002. (laughs) They're just like, oh yeah, Tony McGuire and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio are childhood best friends. And then it only gets downhill from there. (laughs) So he's selling candy bars at the Staples Center because... The orphanage, like, uses child labor to raise money for the orphanage, essentially. Classic orphan villain. And <laughs> and while they're there... So, yeah, the team is the Knights, and we think it's, like, they're basically the Clippers. Like, they have the yeah. Clippers colors, and it's not the Lakers, and they're in L.A. Um, And while they're, like, selling candy bars, like, what's his name? Calvin, like, does, like, kind of sad eyes to the coach as he's leaving, and then he gets six free tickets... This is how we have an in to the six? arena. He gets six? Well, yeah. there were six kids in the seats yeah, when they I got there inside. Were four. No. It? But there was like ten of those little fuckers in the stands. There were so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> because okay, the bully and his friends got to go. Remember? That's, just, that's a lot of tickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he felt really bad about this fucking orphan, you know? Oh, but <laughs> he's a okay, rich, I wanna rich say man. Before we get away too far from the selling candy in the parking lot, I have to bring up one of the notes I wrote that he was trying to sell candy and it's those two little girls and the dad. Oh, right. And and I said, I just wrote, those poor twin girls are being raised by an idiot who thinks that the refreshments inside the stadium aren't going to be five times as expensive as the candy that the orphans are selling. Because he's like, no, come inside. Don't give money to those kids. Blah 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 blah. It's, it's a like, scam, and it's like, it's like oh, like you a two gotten... dollar Twix is more of a scam than the ten dollar one inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, ugh, poor kids being raised by an idiot. Um, point of order, basketball question: What is the Clippers mascot? The silence <laughs> speaks basketball. volumes. <laughs> is it just a basketball? <laughs> it's a Clipper. What the fuck is a clipper? Come on. You don't know what a clipper is? Do I really have to explain like that to you? Like the nail clipper? <laughs> no. You want to know, you know, know where my brain goes? Clippers makes me think of Flipper, the goddamn dolphin. It's a bird? Is that a fucking vulture? It is Chuck oh, the it's, Condor. It's a California oh condor. condor. Okay, that's fun. But this is new. 
apparently. What was the Clippers mascot in 2002? So the only, like, weird basketball mascot information I have is that the um, Arizona Suns, I think that's what they're called, their mascot is a gorilla because some guy in a gorilla costume just, like, showed up one day for the halftime show, and everyone in Phoenix loved him so much, they just made this random man their basketball mascot. Who is this weird man? Why is there just a man costume? Surely a, a human man <laughs> would be just as effective instead of this weird garbage pail kid man costume. Ew, Sam Dunk? <laughs> it's Before, just a man. It's just a dude. It's just a, it's just gross a dude old named Sam man. Dunk, and he's just like old man see our high school mascot was the trojan and instead of just putting a boy in a trojan costume they gave him a weird felt head and i'm like humanoid mascots make no sense to me they're just freakish humans he resembles a more buff version of statler from statler and waldorf waldorf from the muppet (laughs) that's what he looks like (laughs) weird very weird that's that's strange but now it's a California oh my god he is terrifying yeah it's horrifying look at his weird muppet hands like this what's with his chin but he has just like normal disgusting his chin just a man his chin is literally a ball sack (laughs) they said hi i'm going to hire you a man to be our mascot they're like cool what am i like a dolphin or something and he's like they're like no you're a human man oh great i don't have to wear a costume and get sweaty and disgusting as i do acrobatics and they're like no 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 acrobatics we love the muppets here is your horrifying disgusting freak show helmet do mascots do acrobatics let's be honest that's how the arizona sun's gorilla guy got his job but hold on chuck isn't much better it's not terrifying it's just dumb what's chuck the california condor i mean at least it's kind of cute it is just he? looks so stupid it i mean looks it looks cuter so than a real stupid. california condor i love the california condor all right just, we're getting we, way we're too getting far way off track <laughs> the coach of this team is the nicest way too nice Way too understanding, way too patient to be a professional athletic head coach. That's why his team sucks so bad. He is way too forgiving. He needs to be much, much more. Yeah, I mean, I as a character, I really enjoyed him. He was very. He was a great stand-up dude. He saw through Crispin Glover's schemes every step of the way. Like, he knew that he was taking advantage of Calvin, which is why, like, halfway through the movie, the coach was like, we're putting out a call to get Calvin adopted because he needs real parents and not you, you fucking psychopath, essentially. And... He, he let the child play on his team to begin with. And he felt bad about him initially being like a marketing ploy. Like this coach was so nice. I, he yeah. was one of the few like movie coaches that I was like, I would allow you to talk to a child. Yeah. It's like him and Emilio Estevez. End of list? I mean, Emilio Estevez in Mighty Ducks 2 was a little sus. (laughs) Emilio Estevez became the coach of the Ducks after he got, like, a DUI. Yes. 
It was community service. That's true. 90s thing to do. Hey, sir with a drinking problem. (laughs) Why don't you coach children? How about you take care of these 10, like, street youths? (laughs) With knives on their feet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyways. Okay. Uh, honestly, okay. So no, it's it's him and Coach Taylor from there Friday we go. Night Lights. There we go. There. Yes, <laughs> I totally also, also saw that show. <laughs> you should watch the it. Coach. It's really good. Clear minds, bright hearts. Am I right? Clear, Clear eyes, full, full hearts. hearts. Can't lose. Can't lose. <laughs> yep. Taylor Kitsch, hot. Um. Oh, this hot. is the hot or not section of our of our program. <laughs> I mean, Lil I don't want to have that part of our hot because. <laughs> More often than not, all the people in the movies we're watching will be children. Well, I was gonna say, I'm like, you're the adults. Gray Brown and Lil Bow Wow. I don't endorse that. The I don't support that. Like Eugene Levy and Chris Glover. Glover. And Jode. Yeah, don't we forget Morrison Chestnut. Holly. Eastern European Jode. <laughs> he was also very nice. He was very nice. <laughs> like the other guy on the basketball team who had lines. <laughs> the only like adult friend he had he was like hey tracy video games with uh, calvin and i'm like if anything he should have roomed with calvin jesus oh my god i would love the alternate reality where he's the one who adopts calvin it would have been a much healthier relationship from the get-go he's like i will make you borscht every day you know what the coach should have roomed with him truly and he should have adopted him yeah it's like Oh, I have this loose cannon player who can't be trusted. Let's put the child in his room. <laughs> like, I understand what he's trying to do, trying to, like, Mr. Miyagi Tracy into being more of an adult, and he's lucky that works. But, like, he also didn't know that Lil Bow Wow ends up driving a vehicle after he takes pain medication. Well, he does realize that, and that's why he got, like, benched. But right? He, no, they, they, no, Tracy covers for Bow Wow. Right? No, Tracy doesn't remember how he got back into his room. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> okay, hold on. And Mike Yeah, don't you remember? Joe is like, hey. Need to talk about the magic in this movie. Okay. How yeah, because because those shoes, those shoes gave a thirteen-year-old kid the power to <laughs> power lift a. Full, uh, what, an uh, NBA player, so he's like at least 6'6", six, six, 215 six, plus 230 pounds, out of a car, into an elevator, into a room. Like, maybe he had one of like the bellhop dudes help him. We don't know. Listen, we don't, we also don't know how Tracy ended up in back in his hotel room. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. And I know I, so this is a, spoilers, this is a re-record of our Like Mike episode because we did lose it before. But like, I know I brought this up before and I need you to re-explain this to me because he's, so he's at the pharmacy. He's hitting on Mary J. Blige, right? It was her. No, it's Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams, sorry. Another um, Illuminati member. And um, he accidentally takes sleeping pills and he gets. He, oh, and her name was Allegra. Her name was Allegra. <laughs> Um, another sort of like movie Allegra representation moment. Just this and Hitch. This is obviously beating Hitch, a movie I've never seen. You've never seen Hitch? All I know is that fucking Kevin Hitch James fucks Allegra in that movie, and I'm not about to watch it. So that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I can Hitch feel that could be traumatizing. Okay. 
<laughs> oh my god, Holland, we need to do trivia again. I saw Hitch in theaters on a middle school group hang outing with like boys and girls when I was in like seventh grade or something. All I know is that our <laughs> trivia name was Godzilla King of Queens. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. But um he's he's hitting on Vanessa Williams and it's like eleven fifty. And they need to be backed by the hotel by midnight so they don't break curfew. He falls asleep. He, so he leaves the pharmacy, gets in the car, falls asleep behind the wheel. Oh, uh, Bow is able to, you know, like, um, like bring the car to a stop somehow. <laughs> Changes the tire. Gets back in the car. It's eleven. <laughs> it's eleven fifty-six. Hell on. He doesn't change a tire. He grabs some shit out of the trunk so he can see above the steering wheel. Yeah, he sits on the spare tire from the trunk. Okay, I was not sober when watching this movie. I thought he changed a tire. Changed a tire. Because I was like, is it the shoes? It's only been six minutes and he changed a full tire. It's the shoes magic. But he still like goes through like oh it's like eleven fifty six by the time he sits down ready to drive back to the hotel and then he gets back in time and I'm just like how far away are they this is L A it could have been around the corner like how far is the CVS from anywhere you know I'm just saying if it was so short of a walk they would have fucking walked maybe well, weren't it was, like, they a elsewhere when they were drive. in the car what I'm saying they were probably elsewhere and that's why they were ha- they had a car. And he was just on his way back to the hotel when they picked it up. I'm just saying that, like, the timeline was so short that I'm like, is this the shoes? Did the shoes make him go faster? Did the shoes warp temporal time? I think the timing is just, like, movie stakes. Did, I don't think like the shoes Mike. affected the... Calvin. This, Situation. Did like Mike actually Calvin. rap during a halftime show? Was that was that diegetic in the movie? Did the shoes? What? Was playing basketball montage or did that happen it in the credits? It just plays. Scene? It just plays the we're playing basketball. I think it's just that part that plays. Okay. While like the cheerleaders dance oh, and stuff. Man, I used I remembered way more magical realism, and it's been it's like a month since I watched this movie. Oh, okay. The other magical thing that like is it the shoes? Tracy says I don't talk to my father, and Joe tells <laughs> right. Calvin that he's like, oh, he doesn't talk <laughs> to his dad, and then he like this child pre-internet basically tracks down Tracy's father, <laughs> calls him and gets him to like confront Tracy. I'm like, how did he track down Tracy's dad? Was it the shoes? Maybe just Joe helped him. Or Man. the coach. Yeah. Joe like, could have helped him. Like, the coach could have helped him. Hero Joe. But that I will say that that scene was weird because he brought the dad. He's like, your dad's he, here. And for like, like a second. He's like, I don't want to see him. And Tracy walks out the door and is like, no. And then like walks back inside and that's the end of the And scene. then you never see him again. <laughs> yeah, you just hear that they made up off screen. It was so weird. Do you think Tracy is a an earth sign? Oh he is God. stubborn. And <laughs> he did not want to engage in a hard conversation about feelings. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Gray looks so over it. Gray hates astrology. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, Tracy. Also, just like maybe don't bring girls back to your room when you know you're rooming with a child. Like, yeah, he's gonna be the there the whole time. He's like, get lost. I'm like, he's a child. 
Where's he gonna go? <laughs> what is he supposed to do? Like, you left him here by himself and told him about room service so you could get away from him to see the girl, but now you want him to leave. Like, you know where he is. You know he is going to be in your room when yeah. you get back from your date. What was your plan? Go to her go to her place if you want to continue the evening. Can yeah, if you're already going to be out past curfew, yeah. just go to her place. Honestly. Can we talk about her short fucking bangs? Oh, her bangs were bad. That girl's bangs were bad. So bad. So bad. Getting, um, she's like, also, oh, what a cute baby, and like holding and kissing this... 14-year-old. Yeah, that was also uncomfortable. That's Yeah, I wrote that down. I'm like, he is way too old for that woman to be treating him how she's treating him. That kid mm. is mid-puberty. And you're like, ah, boo -boo 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 -boo. that kid has a boner on your lap <laughs> right now. He's like, I'm sorry, I stole your girl. And I was like, that girl may have committed a crime. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did forget that... The ending of the movie was, I think, the only part that I was very fuzzy on before I watched it. I forgot that the shoes... I think I remembered the shoes broke, but I... I just, like, I forgot... I For some reason, I thought, like, somebody stole them or, like... I don't know. He, the shoes just break, and he's like, I'm done now. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is your last game, I guess. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're jumping to the end now. It's like... There's a whole rush to get the shoes back from On Beth. scooters. Oh my God, scooters. Also very 2002 nostalgia. Scooters play a vital Yeah, the motor scooters were big. Motor yeah. scooters had a moment. So I guess, like, plot-wise, okay, a boy gets magic shoes, he gets to play in the NBA. He bonds with a father figure, and the father figure's like, maybe I'll adopt him. And then, but, like, this other nice family was going to adopt him. And he has to make it to the playoffs, but his magic shoes are stolen by Meth Damon because of horrible, traumatizing blackmail. But he scoots on over to the NBA just in time, but the shoes are broken, so they have to, like, use teamwork to save the day. And then Tracy ends up adopting a little Bow Wow. And, and Jonathan Lipton. But not Brenda Song, because <laughs> apparently this incredibly rich, famous, like, they were like... Like, Lil Bow Wow was like, you should adopt my one best friend, Lip Nikki, and Brenda Song's in the background going, like, I'm the Hermione of this group, but okay. <laughs> but we do learn, like, she got adopted, too. Yeah, off camera. <laughs> in a photo. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that was like, okay, I guess fuck Brenda Song. She doesn't get to be adopted by a rich NBA player. <laughs> I, I'm like, I feel like um, a, uh, being adopted by a famous basketball man is probably the best case scenario for like mike because he is now a human novelty yeah like, he's gonna grow up like um like a you know child actor status and but like it's even weirder and even more niche and specific for like one like basketball season a 14 year old had superhuman powers <laughs> And then for the rest of his life, that is what he's going to be known for. Like, thank God he's already going to have, like, a famous dad because he, like, there will be, like, resources in place to prevent, like, weird paparazzi and shit. Like, he's already, like, even if he wasn't magic, a magic child, <laughs> if he had a famous basketball dad, he was already going to have to deal with that. Yeah. But, like, in, like, 30 years, he's going to be on, like, E and, like, remember the basketball child? Yeah, especially if he never plays again. Or, like, so do you think he's fully retired, never going to play basketball again? 
Or do you think he's going to use the resources of having a famous basketball dad to actually improve his skills so that he will eventually play in the NBA well, as an adult man? That's the thing. He's never going to be able to live He's up. never going to be as good as he was yeah. with the shoes. Like, Like Mike 2 is all and about And his dad's how... never going to be good as him. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know? Like he's like, I'm living in the about... shadow of my adopted son. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them are. Both... Tracy and Calvin are gonna live with the shadow of Magical Mike. <laughs> Honestly, of like he's like we'll put you through boot camp, but he's just like and Tracy's just like you used to play better than this. And he's like it was the shoes. You keep saying it was the shoes. Like, <laughs> hold on. I feel like on. maybe for I everyone's have... mental health, Mike should not play no, basketball should, anymore. Like... Or Calvin should not play basketball. No. <laughs> Mike, like, like should not. Mister Mike, like Mike should not play <laughs> basketball anymore. Hold on, hold on. I did not remember the whole loan shark subplot. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and the fact that they just like no they just reason. casually allude to the fact that Crispin Glover got fucking whacked. Yeah, by loan the sharks, and they're just kind of like, well, he that's hasn't what been happens. back since that day. Oh well, yeah, it's just like like the nuns <laughs> running things now. <laughs> it As... reminds me of that that like. Disney mafia meme where essentially it's like, ha ha, that motherfucker had it coming. Uh-huh. Right. Like, it, they're just like, yeah, there we go. You as know, he died. Children, he, he. As children. We haven't California. seen him in years. <laughs> was, like, I don't, the mafia wasn't ever seen as like an, a West Coast thing. Like, I feel like the mafia was always like a New York, New Jersey thing. So the idea of having like the LA in Chicago. mafia. Murder Crispin Glover at the. I mean, I think you you can find sketchy mafia people anywhere. Yeah. Oh, plus, yeah. remember, it I'm is a kids movie. Mafia <laughs> just assuming. I just, also, like, let the record show. I mean, I don't think loan sharks are inherently mafia tied, right? It was like heavily implied that. They yeah, were, like, but again, mafia. this is a movie for yeah. kids. So <laughs> like, organized if, crime happens everywhere. The yeah, and if you're were in very like, big at the time, if there was a I'm construction saying. worker in this movie, he would have had a New York accent. You know, it's <laughs> it's true. kind of like yeah. that logic where it's like, yeah. oh, we're in L.A., but this construction worker just drove in from Queens. Like, that's just <laughs> how it works. I wish I remembered more of this movie just to be like, what do children think happened to Crispin Glover? <laughs> I know, because I don't have any memory of that. Like, oh, Me he doesn't come back because he owed a debt. Like, I have, yeah, I had zero memory of, like, the loan shark Crispin Glover is betting on the game because he stole the shoes from Calvin situation. I had no memory of that. And the way that it was resolved was very troubling. <laughs> I also kind of want to know, it's like, we are three white people. Um, but like, I don't know, this felt very much like trying to appeal to a black demographic. But like, obviously the movie can be enjoyed by anyone. I just, I like, it feels like there could be different cultural impacts. So I very much want to know what other kids at the time like saw this yeah i mean having little bow wow be like the main character of this like he was like the star of the movie yeah i'm sure that was huge like i don't think there were that many children of color who were like headlining movies around this time well and i could be wrong and uh morrison chestnut was like the co-star right yeah Right. And but I it was still was, like not marketed as, you know, like a it was it a, was, it was a very movie. mainstream movie. Yeah. That just kinda yeah. was like, Yeah, so what? It's it's black it's not like a 
black person movie or you know whatever it's not yeah, it's not it's washing like it in that light but yeah, I don't know. So maybe I'm just getting like too in the weeds. But it's like, all right, it's 2000. The movie comes out in 2002. Probably shot earlier. The 1994 crime bill came in, and I think there was oh this God. whole thing about like black boys losing black fathers. And I felt like that was like a really like main theme when trying to get Tracy and Lil Bow Wow to connect. It's just like he's like, you have a father and you don't talk to him. I don't have a father and it's like you don't have a mom either but like they're really pushing yeah. that sort of angle so i'm wondering if they were specifically trying to like hmm. leave that narrative that's why wanna, he didn't know, get that's why he didn't get roomed with jode yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally they were like they're like we can't have another white savior he can't get, be with jode that's also maybe kind yeah of fair. that's true yeah and that's, I mean, probably, like, and that's and, why the coach didn't adopt, yeah and that's why jonathan like, lipnicki couldn't make the shoes work for him. <laughs> They're like, no, can't we can't have another white kid. We can't have a white kid taking this from him too. Yeah. He's got to not work for him. Listen, all I know is that if if little Lip Nicky gets adopted into this family, that's how you get a Colin Hanks. I'm just saying you're playing a dangerous game. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, what? Colin Hanks or Chet Hanks? Chet Hanks. Chet, Chet Hanks. Chestnut Hanks. Don't you don't, don't you Hanks. slander Colin. No, I love Colin. I probably wrote down Colin in my notes because I do love Colin. But, like, yes, the other one. The one. Yeah. The, the one white boy like, summer White one. boy summer, yeah. Oh, like basically, my point being, this feels like a really great movie for representation, especially in two thousand fucking two. Yeah, but like we have a white suburban child perspective, so it'd be cool to know. I mean, if anyone ever listens to this, <laughs> tweet at us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, sh- do you think it's time for closing arguments? Should I get into it? Before we do, I just want to say there was a couple things I think I wanted to say from my notes. Okay. That just kind of put me in the part of like uh, sit through ability being a little low and my follow ability being a little low. Okay. The NBA would not allow a bathroom break in the middle of a game. They would just make the coach put another player in. Uh, <laughs> That's true. The oh, quote, um, the quote of the newscaster saying this orphan will not be an orphan for long is a insane (laughs) thing for someone to say on the news that was so out of left pocket you're on sports center you're on sports center and you're like oh putting up 28 points 12 rebounds and five assists this orphan will not like whoa whoa, whoa. clearly that means he can no longer be an orphan (laughs) yeah clearly People will want to exploit this. This That's you, Kim. Like, what? Super dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, during. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have one more. Just one more. During the slam dunk contest, Calvin's dunk wasn't even that impressive. There is no way he would have won that competition. Let's just be honest here. He just did, like, a really standard dunk. And they're like, he won that one for sure. <laughs> like, no. But, like, he was like, he, but the vertical on that kid. Like, maybe yeah, they were sure, just sure, but this isn't, a, this isn't a combine. This is the slam dunk competition. People <laughs> are dunking over cars. They're dunking over, you know, p- 
people on other people's shoulders. They're doing crazy shit. And he just jumps up, does a two-handed dunk. The least impressive dunk you could do. He's four, eight. <laughs> oh, that's another also, thing I wanted to bring up. People did not give an appropriate reaction when they all saw him dunk for the first time. <laughs> it was like in the competition and the yeah, halftime. Yeah, it thing. should not have been that casual of like, oh, he won, good job, yay! No, it's like no, that should have been like a global news. Well, people would have been losing their fucking. Well, minds. it was very silent for a second yeah. because everyone was was in shock. They were like. Was yeah, was but that people should be—they should be like throwing up and running out of the stadium. That would be insane. It's too mind blowing. Right. Yes, the only exactly. Thing I wanted to say It'd be like the was... first time someone watched a movie with the train and they thought they were about to get run over. Like, um, what's up? I just thought it was adorable how it was like Airbud rules. Oh, it doesn't say we can't hire a child. <laughs> Although it certainly does. I'm sure there's an age limit, unless like it was like. I mean, but I, I bet he did get like guardian approved, like sign off, because I'm sure like yeah, but it's got, it has younger... to be like child labor laws. Well, actually, they right. do try to explain it in the movie, in which like he's just being a. It's more like a child actor contract because he's a novelty at first, but then he just starts to actually play basketball, and I'm just like, D is this part of the contract? Like, I thought he was just supposed to be like. Like, I'm sure that... But they drafted a new contract. They did? Yeah, didn't they? It still feels like a... Because there was, like, a part in the... Like, there was a part in the movie where Crispin Glover was like, it's part of your contract that you can't be adopted, even though I think that was a lie. I'm like, a reliable But I think it was, like, after they drafted a new contract, after they were like, actually, we want him to be on the team for real. I think you're right about that. If we're going to have final notes um, before we wrap up, the only thing I wanted to say was, why does Tracy have such bright fucking paint lying around in this house? He was like a highlighter <laughs> paint. Doesn't match anything on his purple. walls. And he is totally fine with painting all over that, like, stucco, but is like, Extremely don't touch the windows, even though that would be way easier to clean. It's like, that. what kind of backwards logic is that put it all on the windows because you can just power wash it off <sighs> and this movie made me want a motor scooter more than anything in the world motor scooters were huge our next door neighbor had a motor scooter and i remember he rode it to school like every day in middle school and it was like the coolest thing in the world Where did he keep it at school yeah he how do you lock up, up a with motor all the scooter? bikes Oh my God, we lived in such a fucking protected ass neighborhood. There's no way you could- He had like a bike lock that he would no, twist I'm... around it and like- I know, I'm just yeah. saying, like where, how many places in the world could you lock up like an expensive motor scooter at a bike rack? I mean, and just totally that is extremely fair. <laughs> um, what, another thing I wrote was all of these NBA players are getting really used to just playing with a little kid. Yeah, I'm But at the no same time, else, like they're like, all like, in terms of in terms of their like behavior with him, but not in terms of their playing, they're still all like getting completely schooled by him just going between their legs. It's like, don't you think after like the sixth time they would get they would kind of catch on to the fact that he's I love four that eight? Tracy is the only one who was like, "We're gonna play with a child." <laughs> I know everyone. Yeah, else that's seems what I'm like saying. Everyone else was it. just kind of like, "I guess that's how it goes." 
<laughs> what a silly job we have. Aren't, uh, isn't it silly, gentlemen? <laughs> yeah. And Tracy's like, this is insane. <laughs> but I do think it, it was cool how many, like, NBA player cameos they were able to get for this movie. Like, there oh, were yeah, a lot of big, lot. like, Allen Iverson, Chris Webber. Like, there were a lot Vince of, Carter. Like, if I yeah. knew any of Let's these see people, here. There was If I knew a single fucking one of these people, maybe I would have more nostalgia. <laughs> but basketball is a tremendous blind Chris Webber doesn't even sound familiar to you. No. You have owned his jersey. It's, uh, it's nothing. <laughs> no, there were there were big names. Tracy There's McGrady Ahmad, Ahmad Rashad, like Rashid Wallace, Gary Payton, Dirk these, Nowitzki, Steve Nash, Tracy these McGrady. These all sound like randomly generated Sims names. Too. Alan like, Iverson, Vince Jason Carter. Richardson. Yeah. All, all none of these, nonsense. like, these are all, those are all huge names. Zero percent familiar to me. Like, Vince Carter is no, and Alan Iverson are known as, like, two yeah. of the greatest. And Steve Nash. Like, well, I guess maybe Steve Nash is a little bit below the other two names. But those are, like, some of the greatest players of the last 30 years. Chris Webber sounds familiar now that you mention it, but I was, I didn't recognize him by sight. Yeah. None. I am not trying to like be uh, an asshole for clout. I just, I well, genuinely 0% of these people. I'm pretty familiar. sure Chris Webber didn't really have a speaking role. I think he I was think just he on the court. I, they one-on-one in a game. I just don't, I, I don't know yeah. for sure if he spoke on the court unless it was like a you know like i'm talking you know talking after the game with a uh i don't think chris weber had a talking after the game thing i think it was like a scene where like he got pushed by like mike or whatever like he i think it was just like what the heck or like oh like i don't think it was like a big speaking situation i laughed my ass off when during the montage you know the thing where they throw the ball in the air and you have to try and oh yeah it? <laughs> and like off. so he's itty the baby jump ball and there's a giant giant yeah like, act- like so like the actor mr chestnut that actual actor he's only like six foot which is tall for normal people but next to actual nba players like you see the photos and he is itty bitty um but they make him look taller in the movie but like they have an actual NBA player go up against Lil Bow Wow, and then they cut to just their hands, and his hand is taller and hits the basketball first. And I'm just like, what would that vertical <laughs> jump look like? This boy has jumped like got at like, least four feet. He's got like pow- the most powerful legs that are just launching <laughs> him into the air. Legs just. <laughs> also, um, I don't know this for sure, but Michael Jordan didn't do the jump balls because he was only 6'6", which is relatively short for NBA players. So, I have no like idea. Mike, or like Mike, I'm following But he probably Calvin, had a good vertical jump. I don't know. I mean, of course he did, but like you're going up against dudes who are like 6'10", who literally just have to hold their hand up and, you know, jump a little bit to get the ball. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, saying, those Monstars like, were huge, and Michael Jordan went up against them. <laughs> True. Is Space Jam canon to, like, Mike? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, but you I also have to remember, that game, that game did take place in the Toon world where he could stretch his arm 20 feet. So cartoon logic think- was in play there, whereas this, it's just ambiguous sneaker magic. 
I think we can let the magic be whatever the magic needs to be because it's a movie Classic and it's a children's movie. And wavy children's movie answer. I'm just saying. Anyway, are we? Are we anyway, Holland, do you have any final? Was notes? it really that hard to suspend your disbelief to believe that he would win a jump ball in a movie where he has magic no, sneakers no, that no. makes him good at basketball? No, I never questioned the magic <laughs> when it was on the court. I only questioned the magic off the court. To me, it wasn't the magic. It was just the coaching decision. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Colin, any final notes before we go into final scores? I mean, I think I'm ready to defend and hopefully raise some of your scores. Yeah. I so, nostalgia factor. As I was saying earlier, like, this movie is just so 2002 like, even if you don't remember everything about this movie and you didn't remember everything watching it again, I think it just so perfectly encapsulates a moment in time that that it is inherently nostalgic. Like, you know exactly when this movie takes place. There's, like, again, like, GameCube, like, action. We, ha we owned a GameCube. That was, like, our console. The motor scooters. Like... All of that stuff. Like, I think nostalgia should be higher, if not for, like, the movie itself, but also in addition to just, like, the time that it was filmed and how well it portrays that on the screen. Okay. I started with a three. I will bump it to a six. Okay. I hadn't consider considered the 2002-iness of it when I made my decision, and that is a big factor. Like, I'm in 2001 now in Frasier, and it's just, I'm living in it. It's disgusting, but, like, I was there. Yeah. I'm okay. keeping mine at a seven with nostalgia. I think that's fair. Yeah, just because I think I kind of did put that into play. But, again, I was so young that, to me, 2002 is a very limited scope. But at the same time, like, I did remember a lot of this movie. And this movie, like, I did watch it a lot as a kid, so... There were a lot of moments that did, ring, you know, ring true and and ring familiar, but it just wasn't. To me, okay. it wasn't like George of the Jungle, where I, okay. I was like, oh my god, this transports me to childhood. All right, sit through ability. I thought that this was a very well constructed movie. I don't think there was that many like unnecessary scenes. I don't think anything dragged on for too long. I was engaged the entire time i also understand that like i think gray was like hungover when he watched it and allegra was high when she watched it so i feel like those can't be the only things like contributing to your scores because i watched it stone cold sober with our cousin carly who was originally going to be on this episode but was unable to make it but we had like a great time it was not a very long movie i think it was like a tight 80 or 90 and i thought it was a very it was like a very well constructed movie easy to sit through easy to follow i mean i know following can i follow this is a different category but i just thought it was just like a very standard like kids movie, kids movie. i didn't think it dragged i no. really didn't think it dragged no. at all i don't if I, if I was sober i don't think it would have felt as long and if that's like the really day like, i was at a five i'll bump it to a seven okay. i was sober i think i was just tired okay i'll it's move just, mine like, from a five to a six 
Are you kidding me? Dude, I'm telling you. To you me, really it was thought just... it was that boring? Yes. Unfortunately, and that's what it bummed me out because I do remember really liking this movie. So maybe it is just it's I'm comparing it to my own expectations, which I'm, just kind of shot the score in the foot. Like my sit through ability for Ice Age was a six. Like, did you real? I feel like six still like shows like you didn't enjoy it very much. I Maybe don't know. if I watched it with Meg, it would have been a little bit more enjoyable. But Meg was out of town, and I was, I was just bored. I don't know. You were bored. Great yeah. fast sitting through things. But I, I didn't think this was a boring movie at all. I thought it was fine. Like I didn't. I, didn't I thought it was, it was fine too. That's why it's a it's Jungle. a six. I thought it was fine. <sighs> okay. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. You have decent was, scores otherwise I mean, with me. Like, okay. I had to. I have to convey my negative reaction to this movie somehow, and a lot okay. of these categories don't give into that because it's like, okay, objectively, it's appropriate for children. I'm holding true on a nine. With okay, so the yeah. appropriate, appropriate for children. For children. Hey, I don't know. I'm not, that's not that You're good. not bumping it up to a nine. I'm because of the Stuart Little thing? I'm still traumatized. Okay, fine. Okay, I yeah, I don't think I need to, like, wax about the appropriateness for Eight children. Eight. Okay. Does Actually, it hold... you know what? You know what? I'll give it a ten. All right. I will take it. Thank you. I'll give you. it a ten. I mean, it's just... If the only reason I'm not giving it a ten is because I'm holding a grudge about George of the Jungle... It really is. It's just like, I mean, there's not, what takes away from it being appropriate? So this is what my thinking is, is that what we might actually run into just like a god-awful, terribly boring, like, like snooze fest, bad, shitty writing, whatever, and it's totally appropriate for children. Like, that's sort of the balance that I'm thinking. That's what I'm saying. And so that's why, for me, the sit-through ability, ta- like, helps me convey my lack of enjoyment with the movie whereas the appropriate for children is like it's almost indisputable the appropriate for children is probably the most objective category we have yes like whereas everything else is pretty subjective and i mean even the appropriate has some subjectivity to it yeah but it's just at the same time we have to assume all of these start at a 10 when the when we hit play and then it, we have to go down from there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you're like, what do you take? What is taking away points from it being appropriate? Maybe that's our difference because I start at everything at a five, like everything is neutral, and then I judge based on neutrality. Um, and like, I know I gave George of the Jungle a hard time, but like through hindsight, and now that we have a second movie on the board, I'm like, I, I don't know. Sit through ability, I like, I love George of the Jungle more. It was just more of a fun movie. Um, but, like, I don't know if we can go back in time and change our scores. I just... I mean, the appropriate for children's score on George of the Jungle is still, like, an average 8.5, so... Okay. Yeah, because, this, like, this was appropriate for children. This is fine. I had a little bit of childhood trauma, but, like, it was fine. So, like, 8 feels solid. Okay. All right. Does it hold up? I think... I will raise my score on this one. In general, like... Other than it being a little dated, I think, again, this kind of ties into the sit-through ability. It's just, like, it's a well-made movie. Yeah. Other than, I guess, the special effects and just the fact that it is extremely 2002 and there are some outdated references, I really think those are the only things really holding it back from, like, 
holding up. I think I'm going to bump it up to a 7.5. Like, if it weren't the, for the fact that even if you were a basketball person, a lot of the basketball pop culture references are super dated. That's like, true. Like, you could remake Like Mike and have current basketball players, and it would be like, oh, this is more relatable now, and then that movie would become dated. I understand that this, like, the strength that this has in the nostalgia factor of it being very 2002 is also, like, going to ding it in the does it hold up. Like, this yes. movie cannot help but be dated. Yeah. And I understand that it's not going to be a perfect 10, but I think, like, that and, the fa- and like, the special effects that they had access to for this movie like, also really, like, that's that will take you out of the movie. It's like, I would... So, Holland, how old were you when you saw this? Like, how old were you when it came out? I mean, out? it came... I was 10 when it came out. So, I like... I would maybe feel confident still showing this to a modern 10-year-old. 10-year-olds could be a bit too old that they might think the special effects are a little hokey, but the story itself is still, like, solid enough that if I had to babysit, I would still throw this on for a younger kid. And, and, I, fine. and I don't think you have to know that all the basketball players making cameos are actual basketball players. Like, the montage still serves the story, even if you don't know who the basketball people are. Yeah, it's just kind of, song. it just kind of is an added bonus to be like, oh my god, they got all these famous people. But I don't think you have to know that they're famous to at least understand the montage of he is just slamming all of these basketball players like this is how good he is yeah great what was your score i'll move it from a six to a seven okay on does it hold up because yeah again for me it is just like that 2002-ness does kind of shoot it in the foot in terms of the hold up ability and then i just that slam dunk really bothered me. It wasn't even bad CGI. It was literally a freeze frame that they like motion blur. Interact. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. So I understand. Bad. Oh my god. And that was like that freeze frame was like the DVD cover or some shit. Like just the oh. Yeah. Okay. No, I know the DVD cover and that wasn't it, but we'll Was we'll the DVD continue. color a fake like Air Jordan? No, it's it? just like Mike and Lip Nikki like standing back to back, basically. Oh, okay. With like, like a basketball like in Mike. between them. Yeah. I never fucking rewatched this movie. It's just <laughs> the only thing we, t- we need to reiterate. Um, okay. Can we follow this? I other than like the weird magic rules that were very ambiguous. I think this movie was extremely easy to follow. Like, this was a very standard, like, boy gets magic powers. He sees the fruits of the magic powers. He plays professional basketball as a 14-year-old. The shoes break. But then he also gets the happy ending with Tracy. It's, I, I don't... The only thing that is hard to follow is the magic. Um, The initial magic. I will say it gets a little... I'll give it a bit of a ding... I'll bump it up, but to a 7.5 as well, just because the end gets a little convoluted, where it's like not only is Crispin Glover trying to keep the shoes so that, you know, he doesn't lose his hold over Mike or whatever, or at least the cash cow, but also involves the mafia. Then he, and then there's like a scooter chase. And then he actually, like he gets the shoes and he gets the game and then they break. And now there's, I don't know. I feel like they keep adding on at the end. Like it's it's like the sort of the same reason why I it's like the appropriate for childrenness. It's like seven point five to eight 
Bump it up to an eight. Like, Fine. two and a half points versus two points dinged. Like, it's a very easy to follow yeah, movie. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. That's fine. What about you, Gray? Uh, seven. Seven? Yeah. What is what is the sticking point for you? <laughs> the magic? The magic and just the the unreal the the lack of realism in terms of like the league of basketball of how basketball like, realism i don't know that feels kind of really weak, in right? a movie you gotta suspend your disbelief somewhere it's not a documentary <laughs> i know i know but it's just all right all right all right seven and a half okay all right so what so what are your final scores? So remember, we're averaging your scores it. for each. Yeah, multiply them, add them up, and then we average those two added scores. So it's a seventy-four before bonus points. Oh, so it's going to be the exact same as George of the Jungle, <laughs> unless you want to give me another bonus point. Unless you think the song is the only thing that deserves bonus points. Did do Gray and I each get a bonus point, or is it just? Um, if Gray also likes the song, it's still one bonus point. Like, did we give Dela a bonus point? Like, what were the George of the Jungle bonus George points? George of the Jungle bonus points were, like, his bod and, like... His sexiness. I think we each just gave a point. So, yeah, if that's two Yeah, it was Dela, for it was for the horse scene. The horse scene and then and, just and then how Dela, body was in general. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so are we just deciding on one bonus point? You're not giving another one, Gray? Me, no. like you can make the argument that the the child cast could give it a bonus po- or the DMX scene. But the DMX scene holds no value. In but are you like no, is not, that does it? Okay, that's me. fine. So it's like Mike also a seventy five. Gray and I are tied. <laughs> what if every movie ends up being <laughs> movie That's what I'm 75. scared of because Ice Age was similar. What was the Ice Age? Ice score? Age was like seventy three. This is the exact reason why I said we should keep the ice age scores just i mean i have my ice age scores written down yeah me too i think actually i think it was was i think it was 75 (laughs) 75. hey we have a very small sample size right now that's true that's true and we're and also we're choosing the movies that we like these are our first choice movies going into like we're choosing we might have some and we might have some sleepers where we're like, oh my God, I didn't realize how great exactly. this movie was. Exactly. You know? So yeah, we don't know yet. But I would like to do The Sandlot. Oh, that's a strong Ooh. one. Okay. I yeah, I have not seen that in a very long time. This Me neither, like but it's... Slow burn I mean, it's just, you know, that's critically acclaimed as like a great... But hey, we're not done. We're not done. Announcing next week's movie is a little bit later than we usually do. Okay. We got to give you a little bit of notes. The box office score. All right. So this wow. came out July 3rd, 2002, as mentioned. The budget was $30 million and the box office was $62.3 million. I don't think it made back its own money in the first week end or whatever, but I think worldwide it garnered $62.3 million. Did it get a sequel? Oh, you betcha it got a sequel. <laughs> that sounds vaguely familiar. I don't oh God. think... Was Bow Wow in it? No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure it was straight to DVD and VHS. It came out in 2006. It was called Like Mike 2 Street Ball. 
Um, <laughs> and it looks horrible. But <laughs> Kel from Keenan and Kel is in it. Oh my god. Okay. Um, and that was the only name that I, off the top of my head, that I like recognized. Uh, but anyways, more about like Mike. Uh, Michael Jordan was still playing in the league during this time for the the, the Hornets. Oh, sorry, sorry. Playing for the Wizards, the Washington Wizards. The uh, the movie studio had to like put out a disclaimer for children not to climb on power lines because oh, of this movie. No. Oh my god! <laughs> like oh, like god. before it came out, they were like, they were like, we need to Don't put these this. PSAs out there before this movie comes out. Because of the whole situation. Yeah, prior to the release, power companies issued press releases to remind people of the danger of high-voltage power lines. This Um, movie, plus the Sandlot, convinced me that it was like childhood whimsy is the reason there are shoes on power lines. And it wasn't until I was an adult much later that someone was like, no, that's that's where you know to buy drugs. There's different reasons, but most of it is gang-related. There's a lot of different meanings for it, I think. Most of it's gang related. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, next week, Allegra decided we're going to watch The Sandlot, as we already mentioned. Available um, on Hulu. Available on Hulu if you want to watch along. Uh, I'm, I'm Gray. You know, follow me on Instagram, Dad, Dad, Not Good, or on Twitter, Baccaroni, likely to change soon. Um, <laughs> And you can follow too. me on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular. You can follow me at Quality14 on Twitter. It's not sponsored. Didn't know it was a brand when I chose that name. Um, I don't, I've never had Quality, but that's where you can find me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think that's all that we got for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. When the game is on, I like slam dunk to take me to the roof. Yeah. My favorite play is the alley oop. Uh-huh. I like to pick and roll. Oh. I like to give and go. Oh. And it's basketball. Bow wow, let's go. Let's go.